Hello everyone. Hello my podcast listeners. Welcome to Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host Coach Yema. And today we are going to be talking about queer advocacy within faith communities versus self-care. Now, um, I said they're real fancy and whatever, um, but it's a really great question that was asked um, that I hear often enough and I feel like most of us as queer believers, hello everybody, have had this had this um this question. It's a little looking a little dark here. Um, in many different fashions, right? We're part of a, a non-affirming community and we are trying to decide uh should we stay or should we go? Is leaving more of a self-serving um, action for us to do? Should we stay so that we can make it easier for the people that may come after us? What? How do you balance all of that and how do you work that out, okay? So hello, hello, welcome to the show. My name is Coach Yema and I help LGBTQ plus people to make peace with their faith and their sexuality, okay? So um, I used to do that work one-on-one, and right now I'm doing that in a group format. And if you want to join the group, go to the link in my bio and sign up, put your application in, and see, um, hopefully you get approved and welcome into the group, okay? Um, if you need more information, obviously you will. <laughs> go check out my, my website, yama.com forward slash group coaching. So let's do a quick check-in. How are you all doing? Are you super excited about pride parades okay i want you to put a rainbow in the comments if this is going to be your first time celebrating um pride okay so like one rainbow if it's your first time celebrating pride and then like however many <laughs> rainbows you need to put to let me know how many um prides you have celebrated okay i celebrated uh let's see <laughs> And then so far, I think there's been a, a span of about 15 years, and I think I've celebrated and gone to the parades maybe about five times, okay? There was a big chunk of time in between there where I was not affirming of myself, okay? It's Birdie's first time. Welcome to the Pride. Hopefully, um, I think most of the Pride weekends are happening this weekend, right? So I'm pumped, okay? I'm ready, okay? Should I take this? This is getting kind of weak. Look at John's Arts. Three prides. Awesome. Um, let's see here. Maybe I should like take this <laughs> when I go to the Pride Parade in Denver uh, this year. This will be my first time going to the one in Denver. Actually, is it my first time? It is, I think. Um, and so maybe I should take the balloons with me. It's Birdie's first year out. Yay! Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited for you. Oh, that's so amazing. No parade in LA. Oh, that's a bummer. Um, who else wasn't having a, a parade that I was kind of shocked about? Where's my friend? Um, she's in Santa Clarita. There was a place over there in California somewhere where they weren't going to have it. Was it like maybe San Francisco or something because of COVID? Um, but I'm super excited. There's something about the politics here in Colorado and Denver, <laughs> hey Lola, where um, they're not really following COVID rules. And so we had Juneteenth and we're going to have the Pride Parade. And what I need to do, hello Miss Shanae, I need to get there 
early enough because when I went to the Juneteenth celebration last week, I missed the actual parade um, because there was a lot happening and I live about an hour and a half away from Denver and um, I had to go buy an outfit, of course, okay, because I my love language is gifts and so I buy myself gifts every time I'm going to go do something new which is mostly clothes uh, so like I had to buy the gift and there was like a huge thunderstorm and there was traffic it was a lot and by the time I got there uh, I mean the most important parts were there which was the food which is why I go to places for the food okay um so yeah 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 okay so let's jump into it we've done our check-in i hope everyone's doing well i'm doing wonderful it's a beautiful day today and what we're talking about um we're answering this question i'm gonna pull the question up i put it in the in the stories because we're doing this month the back to the basics right there's another question that I'm going to answer about, um, I'm going to touch on, um, and no pun intended once you hear what I'm saying, uh, on sex and masturbation and what the Bible says about pleasure and all of that. We're going to touch on that a little bit towards the end. So if you, if you have questions about that, put it in the question um, icon situation. Hello, Trevor, how are you? Um, so that we can, uh, I can answer any extra questions you have around that. But let me pull up this question that I forget the handle of the person. It's like Gio Giordiana. Let me see. Okay. Let me open. Interesting. There it is. Okay. Um, Giordana Osita question is this i'm wondering how you'd suggest finding balance between not wanting to be in a non-affirming community for your own well-being morals etc yet wanting to say, stay so that you can be a voice that advocates for the l for lgbtq inclusivity within the community like where do you draw the line which is a beautiful question that i get a lot because hello Diego. Oh, all of my clients are coming in um that i get a lot because we all have this desire to be what somebody else wasn't for us when we were going through our process okay so how do you balance that with self-care my first um message and hope um let's see my first should i say hope it's not a warning but it's a tip Okay, you got to take care of you first before you're able to give to anybody else. So your self-care has to come first. You cannot pour out of an empty cup. So if you're in an environment that is non-affirming, that you go to the church or you go to the event and you're leaving there physically, emotionally, psychologically drained, that you are second-guessing your relationship with God, you're second guessing, accepting yourself um, as an LGBTQ plus person. If any of those things are happening, I will definitely warn and hope that you hear me to stay away from those events until you are psychologically and emotionally whole and well enough to put yourself in back in the community and be an advocate because you cannot give to people what you don't have. Okay, so for me, going through situations like this that are similar to this, I took care of myself first. I made sure that my questions that I, that I had about my sexuality, about my spirituality, about my relationship with God were answered 
for me personally that in a way that made sense for me before I put myself in a community or in a space that would be damaging for myself. Okay, so at, we're not calling, you know, God's not calling you to be a martyr. Okay, there's no go sacrifice yourself on the altar of non-affirming opinions and beliefs. Okay, that is not um, a call on your life to go and be that person to harm yourself in order to save another person. And we hear this all the time with the airplane analogy, right? When you're in a plane, if it's going down, if you have a child next to you, you need to pull down your mask and put your mask on first before you can help another person, okay? So that's tip number one. Take care of you first. Number two, if you have not been asked to go into these situations, then don't do it, okay? If there's not an energetic um, exchange of where someone or a group of people are actually inviting you, okay, to receive from you what you have to give, you forcing yourself in that situation is going to end up in a way that I'm sure that you don't want it to end up, okay? Because it's going to be you actually pushing away the thing that you're actually wanting, which is for them to be able to sit, listen, and hear you, right? So if you have not been invited into a space to be the person that's going to help a group of people, and specifically, I am going to be speaking about faith communities, about your church. If they have not invited you into that role, that is not your role to take. Take care of you first, tip number one. Tip number two, if you have not been invited, please do not go, okay? Because you, again, are going to be putting your mental wellness at risk because you're inserting yourself into a situation that has not called for you. And I know that can sound a little harsh, okay? But because that desire is so deep within us, we need to hear some words that's gonna snap us out of it, okay? Because what do you want when you're thinking about that, right? You're wanting to go in there, you're wanting to be, be an advocate. You wanted to go be the example that we uh, LGBTQ people um, who are Christians, we do exist. We're normal. We're not here trying to harm your children, okay? God loves us too. We hear from God, okay? We just want you to see that there's nothing wrong with us, okay? Um, so that they can they can receive. But if you have not been invited into a space, what's gonna happen, you're gonna start to operate from a place of uh, of defense, okay? Because you haven't been invited, okay? So now all of the conversations are you standing up and defending something nobody is even having a, a conversation with you about. Okay, I'm gonna let that sizzle in your spirit for a quick second, okay? Is that making sense? <coughs> Excuse me. So the reason why you're not going to go into a space until you're invited is because the energy, the spirit of which you're going to be bringing in that advocacy is coming from a defensive place that's going to end up actually creating the thing that you don't want just energetically because your mind is focused on forcing something to happen and it's going to produce the thing that you don't want to happen because you're forcing it, all right? Now, if they do invite you into the space for you to be an advocate for them to come to you with questions for you to be a resource for them it could still be taxing on your mental health 
okay because what can happen when we stand in those places of representing an entire community to a group of people is that we can try to um embody like the best parts of the whole community and take on all of the responsibility for everybody in that community and that is just not possible and I'm speaking to you as someone um, who was the only black person on an executive team at a ministry trying to represent, okay, what how black people would see their their views on what was happening in the in the political um, environment at the time. I don't represent all black people. I don't represent all black women. Okay, we have shared experiences, but I'm not the representative of all of them and I cannot carry the weight of the black female population. It is not okay for my mental health. So you stepping into those spaces as the only person who maybe they have had intimate, maybe not even intimate, just regular general relationship with, of the of the queer community you can have um the temptation of wanting to carry the entire community on your back into that situation if you're not careful okay you become the queer person that represents it all and that's not okay because you are not the representation of the entire diverse community of the lgbtq community okay so you come in there as you this is where you come from. So if you are invited into that space, okay, um, be wary, okay, be cautious of not thinking and carrying the weight of everyone into those conversations. You're going in as you with your experience, with your heart and your desire to show, hey, we're normal, we love God too, okay? Um, and then as you're as you're doing that and you're being cautious and careful about you know not carrying the whole thing be mindful of your language okay yes you want to be an advocate for inclusivity for the whole community but your language needs to be focused on you again because your experience is only your experience you've read stories you've seen movies okay you've heard maybe you've had some friends um and have been in relationship with people who have experienced different things but your experience and your voice is your voice okay i just want to be very careful because it sounds like a really great thing to be the voice of the whole community and that is actually stealing away the the results of what you want because if you are the voice of the whole community and they meet someone who's different from you it's gonna cause a problem because now you're you're like wanting to build a not a stereotype okay but like the ideal queer <laughs> ideal queer christian and they may meet an another queer christian that cusses and maybe you don't cuss okay now they're questioning if they love god too no I'm in this conversation as me and only me if you want to know more about us go meet more of us that's just it okay so where do you find the balance if god okay has called you and i really wanted to be clear that not every person i'm not called to go to a church right now in this season to be an advocate of inclusivity for the queer community because there is a grace that will be upon you if that is a calling that God has for you in this season of your life. 
if there's the grace upon you, you will be able supernaturally to have the conversations, the connections, the divine appointments that need to happen for the work that you are being called to do to be accomplished. If you don't have that grace upon you, um, you're going to find yourself burnt out. Okay, you're going to be so focused on your um, your work on the outside that it could be very easy for you to neglect uh, the, the your relationship with God because you can be so focused on what I have to do, I have to do, I have to do um, and, and, and neglect the thing that's actually giving you the juice to do it. Okay, which is the relationship with God. All right. Um, it's very possible too. God can call you to a community where you are there to do outreach and then have a community for you that's there to pour back into you, okay? So it could be two separate things. How do you find the balance between those things? Um, maybe you have two separate communities. Maybe you are called to go be this to that group of people and you're called to receive from over here, okay? So that could be a possibility. Another thing could be the way that you set up your time. Maybe you're not spending every Sunday or Saturday or Wednesday or whenever they're having church okay with them maybe it's every other maybe it's once or whatever whatever it looks like you can create balance by balancing your time in that community and outside of the community okay is that making sense are you guys understanding that okay um let's see here and then i hope that helped so the other question that i wanted to go over was about sex so sex in the bible and masturbation if you maybe you're going to be Put some hearts, because I don't want to shame anybody. <laughs> Put some hearts. Uh, hit on the heart thing. If a question, if you have a question about sex and masturbation and the Bible, as I pull up this comment here on the gram. Oh, I left my glasses upstairs. Um, while I'm doing that, if you guys are not aware, I think this may be backwards. Hmm. But the creator of the Our Bible app, um, Crystal, oh, and I had it upside down, so maybe it's not. Yeah, so she's come up. This is called the Deconstructionist Playbook, okay? So um, I received it. It's a, a devotional anthology. So if, you, if you've been looking for a devotional um, as you deconstruct, okay, and uh, Crystal is also a queer Christian person, um, a queer spiritual person. So this is a queer Christian um, anthological devotional that if you would like to have, um, go to our Bible app, go to, I think it's all one word. It is all one word. Um, our Bible app on Instagram and you'll find information about how to get yours. It's really, really awesome. Um, I'm loving it. Okay. So I started, which is something that I don't normally do. I started, um, at a page, I kind of like asked the Holy Spirit because I'm like a numbers person. So I asked the Holy Spirit to take me to a page where um, they wanted me to start in the in the book. And it was on page 53, which I didn't know what page 53 was, but this was pretty cool. Um, where David Hayward, the naked pastor, has the two views of God. And it's the section that starts about restoration. So go and look that up. So let's talk about sex and the Bible and masturbation. Number one, I wanna pull up the specific questions while I'm doing this, but the Bible doesn't specifically talk about masturbation. The reason why people think that the Bible talks about masturbation is because there is a story about a man um, spilling his seed, 
Okay, so let's step back for a second before I even step into that. Um, the sexual rules around pleasure and all of that is coming from a patriarchal standpoint, okay? So when it was a big deal that a man was spilling his seed, which would have happened normally, I guess, you know, they're thinking through masturbation, um, is because he was relinquishing his ability to create legacy, to have more kids, right? And so that was not an okay thing. So you can't be spilling your seed. You got to put it in a woman so she can, because back in the day as well, they believe that the entire genetic code, I should say code, or makeup of what was necessary to make a baby was all in the semen. Like they didn't understand about the whole egg situation. So it was like a really big deal because it was like you're spilling little humans because your semen are all little humans. Like how dare you, okay? Um, nobody really talks about <laughs> women masturbating. So most of the the myths and the fear surrounding this, when the church talks about masturbation, they're not normally thinking about women. They're thinking about young men, right? The hairy palms and going blind and all like the weird stuff people say. Not true masturbation is very, 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 very healthy for you, okay? Especially for um, me as a woman who owns a vulva, um, I very much love my um, ability to have, not my ability, but my organ, my clitoris, that is simply and purely for pleasure. And that every day is a reminder to me that God is for my pleasure, okay? I don't know how you, you know, penis holding, <laughs> penis owning uh, people handle that. Uh, but uh, for me and how I connect with Holy Spirit and with Jesus and with God's love for me is just look at, looking at my physical body and seeing my vulva that there is an organ Okay, that just recently got discovered, um, like the full anatomy of it in the 90s. Uh, it's just for pleasure, nothing else. It just exists to bring me pleasure. And I love that about God, okay? Because God is a God of pleasure. So let me find this question here. Okay, I found it. It was asked by Charlene Roach or Roche. Um, I don't know if this question counts, but I forgot my glasses upstairs, guys. That's why I'm squinting. Um, but what does the Bible really say about sex, masturbation, waiting till marriage, etc.? Pleasure. I'm trying really hard to reread the Bible without the church lens on. So what does the Bible say about waiting until marriage? We think in the Bible, in the scripture, and you can go do this search yourself. This is not like a secret thing that I had to dig super deep for. If you go and look up the word fornication is what we normally think about when we think the Bible is saying don't have sex outside of marriage, okay? Be a virgin until your wedding night and then then sex is going to be just wonderful and amazing and powerful and all the good stuff, right? It's going to be really good and when you hold on, I mean, there's some validity to to waiting until you energetically share sexually with someone, but that word fornication if you look that up on the Blue Letter Bible, go to Blue Letter Bible, I think it's .org, blueletterbible.org, and look up that word. Um, fornication used to be translated as um, whoremonger, okay? And what that word was talking about was people specifically, and I shouldn't say people, specifically men going out and paying for sex. It literally had nothing to do with marriage specifically 
It was saying, don't go and pay for the sacred gift that I've given you. How dare you think that you can purchase this? Okay, so that's what the word was talking about in the original context, how it got messed up. I mean, we know how it got messed up, but how it got rolled up into this whole purity culture thing of you need to wait until um, marriage to have sex, which can also sound like you need to wait until marriage to, um, to have pleasure. So avoid your body because your body does not belong to you. And then when you get married, then you'll have the okay, like you have now the golden ticket to go ahead and have the best sex ever when really your biggest sex organ is your brain. And if your brain and your mind is disconnected from your body, you getting into a marriage contract does not um, guarantee you having great sex. It actually guarantees you having really, really bad sex. Okay, because you have all of the idea of guilt and shame around your sexuality. There are so many women that I have spoken to who have not even used a mirror to look at their own vulva. Okay, because the word is not vagina. The vagina is the canal. Okay, on the whole outside of the situation, that's your vulva. And a lot of women don't even know that. Some women don't even know that the hole that they pee out of is a different hole than the hole that they come out of. Okay. I mean, unless you're squirting. Um, but that's a side note. <laughs> okay, side note. But anyway, um, a lot of women don't know that because we have been shamed um, into thinking that our body doesn't belong to us. And if we ever engage in any kind of behavior um, that would uh, uh, signify that we are sexual beings, that there's something wrong, okay? You are invite it like why would like, I mean just just think about it okay because this question will always get me if we cannot tickle ourselves right but we can definitely masturbate until we orgasm okay how does that work like there has to be some some form of divine um, blessings upon the master. I don't, let's not say masturbation. Um, I like to call it solo sex. Okay. Self-pleasuring. There's a blessing upon self-pleasuring that can be yours. Okay. That same part of your body that your mind, that, that orgasms is the, also the part of your creativity. Okay. And so, um, that's why I have a, mixed opinion about um about porn and my use of porn or not use of porn and all of that because it actually does short circuit the part of your brain that's entrepreneurial and and creative because that that pleasurable part of your of your body um that your body's able to do is your life creating force right is your creativity and so when you tap into that so let's get up a little higher like we normally do okay because we're talking about sex and waiting until marriage and that's not what the word means. So let's move on. So let's get into a higher realm of looking at this about sex and pleasure and self-pleasure. That part of you, as you're able to tap into that, releases your creativity. So if you're living life right now very uninspired, maybe you should spend some more time self-pleasing, okay? Um, and spend some more time exploring your body and the, the landscape of pleasure that you walk in every day. Okay, if you're not able to pursue your own pleasure with yourself, it's going to be very difficult for you. Okay, even painful for when someone asks you, what do you want to even answer that? 
because within your own self, man, that is deep. Within your own self, in this body, this embodiment that you have, you cannot even pursue with yourself what you want when you're feeling horny or turned on, right? And there's whatever your situation is and you want to self-please and there's guilt and shame around that. Can you now imagine stepping outside and someone saying to you, this is one of the most powerful questions as a coach that I have is what do you want? And you would be surprised about how many people cannot answer that question because we have been so um, stymied in, in pursuing pleasure at all. So your physical pleasure is a gateway for you to actually accepting that God wants you to enjoy your life. I bet you never heard that before, huh? Right? Okay, let me read some comments here. We're about at time. Lola says, have you touched on the on how the Bible doesn't really say, really say, but you have to wait until, that you have to wait until marriage to have sex. Please do if you have it. Okay, so I just I just went over that. So hopefully that's the um, answer to the question. Does anybody else have any more questions about what I said, um, about <laughs> what's happening here? So we'll, we'll be back next week. Um, and I think that would be our last back to the basics question. But if you're enjoying this content and you would um, need or want to work, really it's a need, okay? If you need to get help reconciling your faith and your sexuality, getting answers to all of these questions um, where you may have achieved a lot in your life, but you're not feeling really fulfilled. Um, and you know that a huge part of that is that your relationship with God um, has been damaged by the, the, the church and you're ready to rebuild that. Um, to really have a real authentic connection with God, go to the link in my bio and set on uh, go to the link and um, find out more about the group coaching program and see if it'll be a good fit for you and apply. Okay, because I am here. This is my this is my calling. Okay, my calling is to you to help get you back. Um, God told me, say, I call my children back home. Okay, so that's the word I received um, for the work that I'm doing. It's a call God's children back home. Um, so that's what I'm doing. So I want to work with you. I want to help you. Uh, and I'm making this super, super easy for you to do so. So go check that out. If there are not any more questions, we I know I was like today. It was a lot because um, I had to get it out. Um, but yeah, I hope that was helpful for you and gave you some value. Make sure you share the video. It, this will be on the podcast by tomorrow, and then it will be saved on the IGTVs, okay? So I love you all. Hope you have a beautiful um, Pride weekend. I know I will, okay? Um, and I'll see you all next week. Bye!